You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all, we are back again with another episode. And today, what we want to discuss with you all are trauma responses. As you can see, the title of this episode is Trauma or Drama. And so what we're going to be talking about are trauma responses, what we believe ours are, and then some helpful communication tips and perspectives towards the end. So everyone's trauma response is going to be different. Everyone's response to a challenging season is going to be different. We all have different personalities, different life experiences. And so we're all going to show up in those seasons very differently. And so what I've realized is that a lot of times people can have very interesting responses. Well, I would do this or you should just do this. And I think what we should realize is that how I respond to the same event, for instance, is not how Miss Moni is going to respond to the same event. And I want to break down what these trauma responses are. I think this is going to build awareness for a lot of us. Because sometimes when we are listening or observing a person's traumatic season, we may not know what to say, what to do. So hopefully this episode helps both sides, those who are navigating through trauma and those who have a loved one, a friend or a family member that has or will navigate through some sort of trauma. So we have four trauma responses. So we have fight, flight freeze, and fawn. So I'm going to read a little bit about each one of these, and I want you to be thinking of which one you are. You may feel like you have more than one. That's normal. So a little bit about the fight response. A lot of times the fight response can come out as an anger feeling, okay? And anger can be fear in disguise. And a lot of this information that I found is from verywellmind.com. And so when someone is in a fight response, their brain may be trying to ward off danger. And so it's trying to overcome or defeat some kind of danger by its physical strength. If something is not an actual physical strength, then this trauma response can actually cause trouble. Okay. Now we go to something called flight. So if the brain does not feel like it can successfully fight off danger, it may try to escape. Right. So we've heard the term fight or flight. okay? but if the danger can be outrun, right, if we can outrun the danger, that's when it's actually effective. Then we have the freeze response when you try to be very still and quiet until the danger passes. So for some people, I saw that very well mindset that for some people, they actually can have trouble speaking where they just freeze. They can't speak. They have trouble speaking. And a lot of theories say that it could be the brain's attempt to avoid the predator. So let's say that we are in a forest and there's a large bear. It's like our body's way of pausing and freezing. So your ability to speak 
or to make any kind of noise stops. It's like your brain's way of just trying to protect you and avoid the predator. Then we have fawn. When the brain decides to try and please whoever is triggering the fear response to prevent them from causing harm. So this one was very interesting to me because it reminds me of how there can be a gap in understanding a person's trauma. So let's say, Ms. Moni, that we have someone who is taking on a fawn response and they're in like a domestic violence situation. And so a lot of times in their head, they are keeping the abuser happy because that's keeping them safe, as safe as possible. But in another person's eyes, it's like, well, this person is complying or they're not doing anything. Well, if someone is responding in a fawn way, the fawn response, this is their way of keeping themselves as safe as possible. So in this sense, I love how very well mindset complying is not consenting. They're using this fawn response to keep themselves as safe as possible. And this is by keeping the abuser happy. So Ms. Moni, before I ask you what you think yours are, I'm going to read a little bit more on these four responses. When we talk about flight, if someone is in a flight response, this could be things such as being a workaholic, an overthinker, anxiety, panic, or OCD, maybe difficulty sitting still. This person could come off as a perfectionist and avoidance hyperactivity, maybe sadness and loneliness. The fight response could be possibly anger outbursts, controlling, may come off as the bully, explosive behavior, irritability, judgment, slamming doors, self-harm. The freeze response can come off as having difficulty making decisions, feeling stuck, dissociation, isolating, numb, shutting down, exhaustion, indecision, sleeps a lot. And then the fawn response could be someone who comes across as being a people pleaser, overwhelmed, maybe has no boundaries, lack of identity, codependent, appeasing, engaging, and self-critiquing quite a bit. This is just a little bit about the four trauma responses. So Ms. Moni, what do you think your response is? Well, as you were sharing, I actually saw myself in all four. Uh, Maybe not at the same time, but at different times in life, I've seen myself in all four of them. And especially when you were talking about the fawn one, I can remember that really clear in my childhood. Okay. That was a response that was used often in my childhood. And even sometimes in my adulthood, as I've studied it, I'm like, you know, this might be going on even right now on occasion. So. Definitely, I have had all four of the trauma responses, flight, fight, freeze, and fall. Okay. You know, I agree. I was thinking and looking and reading on all of this stuff. And I said, you know, I I see all four, but I think my top two have been flight and freeze. For instance, with flight, I see myself being or having a flight response because sometimes I have difficulty sitting still can't properly rest. You know, you're laying down, but you're not resting. You're thinking about everything. And it's like, I can't properly rest or have trouble properly resting until things are done. Like until I check things off of my list, I can be an overthinker, overanalyzing, replaying things in my head. Perfectionism. I know I struggled a lot with perfectionism, like around my college day. So it's not as high as it was, but I could still see a lot of that coming through a little bit of workaholic there, those kind of things. And then with freeze, 
I know that I have moments where I may appear to be indecisive or flaky. And so for a lot of people, that could be very irritating and frustrating. I want people to know if you have encountered people like that, you know, consider that maybe they have a freeze response. And that could be things like isolating and shutting down. I know you and I have talked about going mute, like trauma will make you go mute. And you do have difficulty making decisions and thinking clearly. And when all of that racial injustice and so much going on in the world, I can see where I froze, Miss Maloney. Like there was just a period of time where I just really did not want to be around people. That's understandable. I needed a break from people. I was hurt. There was a lot of pain there. You felt misunderstood. You felt unprotected. And so I can definitely say not only even with all of that that was going on in our nation, but even with my health issues, I can see where I froze and I shut down and disassociated or just went numb. Is because I was literally just going through the motions. I was not even present 100%. Again, like I've said in the previous episode, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't even know what to verbalize and how to put it into words. I didn't even know. And so, you know, with trauma responses, they happen so quickly, right? If we're in the moment where we feel like we're facing any kind of danger, our brain is going to immediately try to protect us. And so what we can start to do is research actually shows that we can train ourselves to respond differently. Now that's hard because again, in the moment, your body's just reacting. You're not really thinking, you know, when you feel like you're in danger, but how can we train ourselves to maybe respond differently? So seeking a therapist, that's so very important. Finding a therapist, a counselor, a loved one, a pastor, someone that is your right fit. Right fit is so important. Someone that you can talk to, being mindful and aware and in tune with you. You have to know what your triggers are. And the only way you know what your triggers are is by being triggered. So being in tune with you, what are your emotions? How are you feeling? Diet, exercise, so very important. And then what we consume via music, TV, news, social media, All of that matters as well in terms of changing and just retuning our trauma responses. Ms. Moni, what else do you think can help us to retrain our trauma responses? Well, I actually looked into an article by Dr. Carolyn Leaf or Dr. Caroline Leaf. I just went over some of the healthy responses to trauma versus the unhealthy responses to trauma. I'm going to share just a few of them. So when we're talking about unhealthy flight responses, they can include obsessive or compulsive tendencies, needing to stay busy all the time. A person can be in panic mode all the time, constant feelings of fear, perfectionism, workaholic tendencies, and like you said, the inability to sit still. How we can switch this into a healthy pattern is we can begin to include being able to disengage from harmful conversations. We can leave unhealthy relationships. We can remove ourselves from physical danger and we can begin to properly assess danger. So those are unhealthy and healthy flight responses. Those are great. Yes, ma'am. And we're talking about unhealthy fight responses because we all respond differently depending on what we've gone through. 
Fight responses unhealthy can include controlling behaviors, narcissistic tendencies, bullying, conduct disorder, demanding perfection from others, and just a feeling of entitlement. That's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. A healthy fight response can include establishing firm boundaries. We can become assertive. We can find courage. We can become a strong leader and we can protect ourselves and our loved ones with a healthy fight response. So moving on to unhealthy freeze response, that can include disassociation, isolation, frequent zoning out, brain fog. We can have difficulty making decisions. We can have difficulty taking actions or getting things done. We can actually have the fear of achieving or the fear of trying new things. But the healthy response for the freeze response can include mindfulness, awareness, and full presence in the moment. And surely last but not least, an unhealthy fawn response can include codependent relationships, staying in a violent relationship, the loss of self, destructive people-pleasing, or a few or no boundaries at all. And a healthy form response would include having compassion for others, compromising, active listening, and also a sense of fairness. So those are some of the healthy and unhealthy responses by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And when you begin opening up the session, you say a trauma or drama. And I think a lot of times we don't take the time to understand each other. Right. And someone can be labeled a drama queen or a drama king. And people not realizing underneath all of that drama is trauma. Absolutely. So we're using drama, but that could also be the person is abusive or angry. That's trauma. The person is a people pleaser. That can be trauma. And so I saw something recently on social media that really grabbed my attention. It's by Dr. Justine. And it says here, I think it's at, hey, Dr. Justine. And it says, you're not dramatic. It's a fight response. You're not negative. It's a flight response. You're not lazy. It's a freeze response. And you're not a doormat. It's a fawn response. So Mm -hmm. I think we have to be very careful how we judge and label other people, each other, because we never know what a person is working through. and. A lot of what you shared with Dr. Caroline Lee, who I love, I saw a few interesting things by someone entitled Dr. Janina Scarlett. And she said, fight response. The phrase here could be no relationships, just prisoners. And this person can connect by controlling others. Mm. A flight response can have the phrase human doings, and they withdraw by staying focused in personal performance. The freeze response can have the phrase hide from the world, and they withdraw by avoiding people. And then the fawn response can have the phrase, keep others happy. They connect by merging with people. And so I love how you gave the positives and the negatives, because both of these can have varying sides. And so if you find yourself, you know, having a fight response, or you observe that the fight response is your top one, maybe you can be mindful of your words and your phrases and your actions and your tone and your body language because those who take on a fight response can come off as being angry or controlling. 
Maybe if you are observing that you have a flight response, you can take some time to be still. Because again, flight, you're running. (laughs) Always on the go. You're running or work, 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 perfectionism, your personal goals, your personal interests. So take some stillness. Take some time to actually be still. It's going to feel very hard, probably very challenging. Step back and look around. Maybe check on someone else. I remember someone telling me, when you're just so consumed with you, serve somebody else. Meet another person's need. And then next, freeze. If you find yourself in the freeze mode, move, right? The opposite of freeze is move. Even if it's just a small movement, is it exercising? Is it connecting with someone by picking up the phone or texting or having lunch, a Zoom date, reaching out, moving, cooking, right? Cleaning, whatever it is for you, driving, move for that freeze response. And then fine, because this person can be a people pleaser, make sure that you are putting your needs at the top and making it a priority because this person can flow into pleasing, 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 pleasing others. Make sure that you don't forget about you. So spend time and learn about you and what's best for you. That's real good, Dracy. And um, as you were speaking, I do believe that the information that we're sharing today is brand new information for a lot of people. And as you're talking and as we're sharing, they are seeing themselves in these responses as well. And the thing that I want people to know is you don't have to stay in those places of trauma because even as you're talking, it's just reminding me of so much untreated trauma. Yes. That people have in their lives, including myself. But I do know that help is on the way and I do have a therapist. In our last conversation, I talked to her about unpacking some of the trauma that I've gone through. So I'm looking very forward to that journey of healing and getting back in alignment with life and getting in a very healed place because I have definitely been through a lot of trauma, but I do know that I don't have to stay that way. So there is help available and this information is really helping someone because like I say, they see themselves in it and it's like, okay, so that's what's going on with me or that's what was happening with me. So that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And that's moving someone forward. I agree, Miss Melanie. And at the beginning, you know, I mentioned, and we've mentioned throughout it all is understanding each other better. And a lot of times we can be so quick to judge and label other people because on the outside looking in, we may feel like, oh, that's a quick fix, right? Well, I want to now transition into some communication tips and aids that can help us. And I've been on both sides. And like I said at the beginning, I've had interesting things said to me. And when I say I'm on both sides, I mean, I've probably given some interesting (laughs) phrases to other people as well. And so I've been on both sides and I want to help us out here when we have someone who maybe is in a traumatic season or a challenging moment or who's in distress. Here are a few things that you can say. And this is actually by a company called EMC Leaders. I actually heard about them from a conference that I just attended and I was blown away. I mean, I absolutely love their work. Um, And so again, that's emcleaders.com. But here are a few phrases that you can give to someone in moments of stress. You can say things like, I hear you, or I can see that this was really difficult for you, or this can be very stressful, or your feelings are valid, or... I feel very honored that you would share this with me. 
or I can see how much this matters to you. And then I wrote down a few too. You can do things and say, have you tried? Or after listening, I wonder if, or would you be open to? And then this next one I love, it says, do you want me to listen or also offer possible solutions? And so then we get into this idea of we have to know what the person sharing desires. So do they want me to just listen or do they want me to actually try to help them brainstorm, problem solve and try to get to a solution? And so for some people, when they do have interesting things said back to them, when they are expressing a challenging moment, they may feel like they're receiving unsolicited advice. And so if you feel like you are receiving unsolicited advice, here are a few things that you could say in that moment. You could say, that's good to know. And I already have a solution. And by the way, this is by Nadra Tawab, who is an awesome therapist. And I will give her handle at the end. So you could say, that's good to know. And I already have a solution. Or that might work for you, but that's not something I'm comfortable doing. Or please stop telling me what I should do. Or you seem like you're trying to help and listening would be helpful right now. Or I want to work through this without input from others. Or I know you mean well, and it's hard for me to say this. I don't want any advice. And when I do, I will ask. Or I'm venting, not looking for advice. And another one, when people try to tell you how to feel, practice saying, and again, this is by Nadra Tawab as well. It seems like that's how you would feel and I feel differently. Or we don't have to feel the same way about things. Or please don't tell me how to feel. Or I need to honor what I'm truly feeling, not how people think I should feel. Or it's hard acknowledging feelings, let me feel what I feel. Or my feelings are based on my experiences and this is how I feel about the situation or my feelings are valid. So I just wanted to share a few phrases that someone who's on the side of listening could offer and someone who's actually on the side of sharing could give. And I think that that would help in more effective communication and understanding and provide a lot of clarity. So there's a lot of really good information and a lot of good responses. And I think that'll be very helpful for communicating and connecting people. Absolutely. And so there are three therapists that I wanted to share with you all that I personally follow on Instagram. I don't think that this should be in place of you actually finding your own therapist. I just want to say that. But these three to me are amazing people that offer some really good information. And the first one is at Nedra Tawab. And again, this is on Instagram and that's N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. The next one is at Dr. Tama, and we've referenced her and quoted her before. That's D-R-T-H-E-M-A. And then the next one is at Dr. Caroline Leaf, which Ms. Moni mentioned earlier in the episode as well. And I love her as well, but that's D-R-C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-L-E-A-F. I think that these are some awesome therapists as well. So Ms. Moni, did you have any comments, responses about trauma responses? No, I think we've covered it all. And like I said, I think a lot of people are getting awareness and being enlightened about the different trauma and finding themselves in it and also finding solutions on how to 
uh, correct some of those responses and bring them about in healthier ways. I just hope that we were very helpful and all of us are going to be okay and we're going to move forward and we're going to deal with trauma in a very healthy way. I love that. And, you know, from time to time, y'all, we're going to share some stats with you. So I'll just close out this episode with a few stats. So this is from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs and the National Center for PTSD, which we know stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. It says about six of every 10 men, which is 60 percent, and five of every 10 women, which is 50 percent, experience at least one trauma in their lives. And about six out of every 100 will have PTSD at some point in their lives. It says here that about 12 million U.S. adults have PTSD during a given year. And this is only a small portion of those who have gone through trauma. Last, it says about eight of every 100 women, which is 8%, develop PTSD in their lives compared with men at four out of 100 which is 4%. So just wanted to share those statistics with you. Again, anytime we're sharing statistics, we want you to know, hey, you're not alone. And that's a large part of why we wanted to launch this podcast is to build that community for all of us to heal and grow through life's challenging moments. And so thank you all for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.